Good morning and welcome to Crossroads Church. Today is our breathe service, and this is an opportunity for us to take a moment to pause, to spend some time with God. So this morning, I'd like to invite you to remain seated while we sing together, while we celebrate God's goodness. Our hearts will cry, these bones will sing, 
Crossroads Church. How are you today? Good, good. Happy New Year. Can you believe that it is almost 2024 in a matter of hours? Uh, this year, like every year, seems to just get faster and faster. Like, I, I feel like we were just here last year, and here we are again. Maybe it's just because I'm getting older, but uh, Happy New Year. I want to welcome you today. My name is Chris. I'm one of the pastors here, and if this is uh, a regular place for you on a Sunday morning, this is going to feel a little bit different for you uh, compared to other weeks. If this is your first time here, man, I just want to extend a special welcome to you, and this won't feel different for you because, well, this is your first time here, but it's going to be great. This is going to be an opportunity for us to stop, and just as Amanda ha has said, uh, it's, a, it's an opportunity for us to stop and, and just pause. Like, man, there's so much going on, isn't there? Like, even if, uh, if you've been off school or you've had a break from work, uh, it just seems like this season of the year, every year, there's so much going on. And as we get ready to begin a brand new year, we, we wanted to stop and literally take a pause uh, and take a breath. Um, in fact, uh, as we get going this morning, what I want to do is, is light a candle and the reason I want to light a candle is not because it's anything like weird or like extra, there's nothing extra spiritual about that or whatever, but oftentimes when I'm by myself or even uh, when our staff is having our monthly prayer and worship time, we'll, we'll light a candle. And the purpose of lighting a candle is just simply a reminder 
Because I don't know about you, but for me, it's, it's easy to forget that, that God is here, right? I mean, when we don't see him, we, we don't uh, hear him, and, and, and when we go about our daily lives, it's so easy to forget that God is everywhere, that he is with us all the time. And so as we light a candle, it's simply a reminder for us, but not only a reminder, but it's an opportunity for us to enter into a posture of invitation. So what I want to do this morning is we're going to invite God. And as we do, we realize that he's already here. It's more for us to uh, allow our hearts and our minds to enter into a a posture of invitation. And so what I want to do is ask you to, to sit comfortably in your chair Maybe take everything out of your hands and set, them, uh, set, set it down. Maybe rest your hands in your lap and, uh, and maybe have your feet on the floor uh, and just close your eyes. And as we do, I'm just going to invite you to, to take a few deep breaths. And I want you to, to inhale for four seconds and then hold it. Hold for four. And then exhale slowly. Let's do that again. Inhale for four. Hold for four. And then exhale slowly. And doesn't that feel good? Doesn't that feel good? There's something deeply spiritual about breath. That in the beginning, God filled Adam's lungs with his breath. And now as we breathe, we remember God's presence, his breath in our lungs today. So as you continue to focus on your breathing, let's invite God to be with us. And so we welcome God the Father, the creator of heaven and earth. And we welcome God the Son, the Lamb of God who came to take away the sins of the world. And we welcome God the Spirit, eternally existent with the Father and the Son, and is here with us right now. Amen. Well, I don't know about you, but there's some things that I get super interested in, but I know nothing about. Do you have any of those things in life uh, that you're super interested in something, but you just don't really know anything about it? For, for me, there's this study of trees called dendrochronology. Yeah, say that 10 times fast, right? Dendrochronology. And what it is, is uh, they, they take samples of trees uh, that look similar to this. This is hanging in the care office. Some of you have seen this, but, but it's, they take a sample of trees and, and they take the rings and there's a lot that they can actually tell about the tree from these rings. So not only can you tell... Uh, how old the tree was when it was cut. But you can also, uh, those who are dendrochronologists, can also look at these and see uh, the years that the tree had gone through drought or the years where there was a a wet season or or maybe there is a forest fire and the tree survived through the forest fire. Like this is this amazing time capsule where, where people can look back and see what happened in the lifespan of the tree. It's fascinating to me. And so what we're going to do this morning is we're going to pretend that for each of us, we take a ring of our lives uh, of the last year, 
we're going to take a, a tree ring out of our lives that represents the last year, and we're going to just spend some time reflecting on it. What was the last year like for you? As we, as we begin to start the new year, and again, just a matter of hours, we want to stop and, and remember. In fact, this, this service is going to happen in, in sort of three different parts, where we're going to remember, we're going to surrender, and then we're going to abide. And as we go about these three different movements, uh, my encouragement to you is just to continue to sit comfortably, uh, continue to focus on taking deep breaths. And uh, as you do, um, maintain a posture of welcoming God here, welcoming God to meet and commune with you this morning. So I'm going to invite up Pastor James as he leads us through the first section of Remember. So this experience we're leading you into today begins, like Chris said, in remembering. And specifically remembering the good, the good things that happened to us this last year. So just ponder for a moment, uh, what was good? What was productive? What was joyful for you as you look back at 2023? What are you thankful for? A follow-up question I have to that is... um, a little more personal maybe, but the idea that how good are you at seeing and celebrating good things around you? I mean, are you the kind of person that genuinely has eyes to, to see good things? Or maybe you're wired a bit like me. Um, I don't know if it's a guy thing or just a bad human thing, but uh, I, I don't celebrate well, right? It's kind of like football games. Like I don't get too excited about the first and second quarter, right? Because there's a lot of game left unless it's a Georgia game, right? Um, but, like, but it's easy for me and maybe for you to go through life and actually not cultivate eyes to see the goodness of God around us. And as a starting place, I'd like to challenge us in a theological idea, and it's this, that the goodness of God surrounds all people. That God isn't just good, to people who pray or people that do good things, but that his goodness flows from his character and he lavishes it upon all of us as human beings. There's a, it says this over and over again in the scriptures, but three passages specifically that address this. Psalm 3 tells us this, I lay down and slept. I woke again for the Lord sustained me. Is there any precursor to that? No, God does it all. Jesus tells us in Matthew 5, for he, God, makes his sun rise on the evil and on the good and sends rain on the just and the unjust. And later in the New Testament, the author of James says this, every good gift and every perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of lights, with whom there is no variation or shadow due to change. All people experience the goodness of God. The distinguishing factor between people of faith and people without faith is that we have eyes to see it. I mean, if you think about it, there are 
millions and millions of people who experience the goodness of God, but it never dawns on them to thank the God that blessed them or to even express gratitude. My son and I went on a hike yesterday and, uh, you know, we encountered a lot of tourists and people who were out, out and about. But, but as we were hiking along and we were having our conversation and we were so thankful for creation, the beauty of creation, not nature, creation, something that was created for our good. And we, we were thankful for having strong bodies that can, that can climb and uh, do all this stuff. But how many people were on those same trails, saw the same sights, and they were just having a nice day in the Rockies, Right? The, the beauty of the mountains, but something wasn't turning in their heart to express gratitude to the God that created them. And gratitude is a gift for us because it does a bunch of things to our soul. One is it anchors our human experience on the overarching reality of the goodness of God. That regardless of what you encounter in your life, that the goodness of God is a constant and the goodness of God is longer lasting than even the greatest tragedies and hardships that we face. That God's goodness always wins. Secondly, the discipline of gratitude, um, it, it anchors us for the future. See, when I see God's goodness today, it gives me hope and it actually builds my faith muscle to be able to trust in the goodness of God in years to come. And all of that, just having eyes to see that is in self a gift from God. In the Psalms, there's a series of Psalms called Prayers of Ascent, which are a unique Psalms that, that are songs that the Jewish people sang when they basically walked to church together. It was how they prepared their mind and their heart for encountering God. And all the songs of ascent are a celebration of the goodness of God. Um, and I'd like to do a little practice here together from Psalm 136, one of those such Psalms. And I'm going to read part of it, and then I'm going to have you read the second half of it, which is simply, his steadfast love endures forever. So let's try this. Give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. For? You guys are pretty awesome. Give thanks to the God of gods, for? And give thanks to the Lord of lords for. And that's a discipline. It's a discipline for us to see and respond to God with that kind of a gratitude. That is a gift of faith that God actually bestow, bestows upon us. So we'd like to give you just a moment to soak in your own personal gratitude. So I'm going to lead us in another short breathing exercise just to kind of help us shift down a little bit more uh, like uh, Pastor Chris started us off with. And then I'm going to ask you a few questions for you to just ponder. So just sit comfortably in your seat. You can place your hands comfortably on your lap, whatever feels best for you. Lower your shoulders. Just let all the anxiety leave and take a deep breath. And release. Take another deep breath. 
release. God, we thank you above all for your goodness, for your character, that every good and perfect gift comes from you and that your goodness triumphs over everything. Thank you for even bringing us here with a desire to respond to you. Even that, Lord, is a gift from you. And with gratitude, we thank you for that. I'm going to ask you three questions. I just encourage you, whichever one resonates the most with you, just hold on to it and kind of go on a journey where the question takes you. The first question is this, what are you most grateful for right now? Second question, what was the most life-giving part this year for you? Was it a person? Was it an experience? Was it a moment? that comes to mind. And when did you sense the deepest connection with God this year? And whichever question resonates with you, linger there. As a response, I challenge you, just whisper the words, his steadfast love endures forever.
good to stop and remember the good things and to be grateful for, intentionally grateful for those good gifts from our God. But man, we also realize and recognize that for many of us, this year has had its moments of heartache and pain. Maybe for some of us, it hasn't just been a few spots of this year. Maybe the entire year was a difficult year, or maybe it's been a few years for you that have been just difficult and hard. You know, we as a, as a society, as a culture, are not very good at grieving, are we? I mean, we just don't like it. It's not comfortable, right? Which is why when we go through hard times, when we go through difficult seasons, it's easy for us to kind of feel this pressure of just like, hey, just, you know, keep your chin up, right? And, and just keep trusting God, and, and it's all going to work out for good. Just, you know, I'm going to church. I better put a smile on my face, the reality is, though, when we don't fully grieve those heartaches in life, we actually miss out on an experience with God that we don't get anywhere else. You see, one of the titles for Jesus is the suffering servant. This idea that, that Jesus empathizes with you and with me in our pain, that he knows what it's like to suffer and when we suffer well, when we allow ourselves to hurt, to grieve, like what are those things for you? Like maybe this year you've had some unexpected health issues. Maybe you've had some financial challenges that have come to the surface. Maybe your, your relationships are 
left in shambles. Maybe you have children that, are, that keep you up at night because you're worried sick about them. What is it for you? What is that heartache? Maybe you lost a loved one this year. What are the things that, that grieve your soul? And what would it look like? What would it look like to, to meet Jesus in the mess, in the pain, in the grief? You see, in this chapter of Psalm that we just read, it goes on to, to recount some times that weren't so great for the nation of Israel. It goes through and recounts several years, several centuries of exile and, and slavery. Yet that line, his steadfast love endures forever, continues through the entire chapter. You see, there's something about it when we're going through exile. There's something about when we're going through pain that his steadfast love endures forever. You see, there's this other truth in Scripture, and it's in 1 Peter. It says this in 1 Peter chapter 5, casting all your anxieties on him because he cares for you. You see, oftentimes we think that, well, I can't go to God with all of these problems because maybe there's more other important th stuff that he's doing and, and this isn't that big of a deal. And so we treat this verse like it says, cast some of your anxieties on him or, or cast only the, the big ones that feel overwhelming to you. No, no, no. He says, cast all your cares upon me for why? For I care for you. Man, what an amazing truth that is. What are those cares that you're carrying right now? What are those griefs? What are those wounds that your soul has received this year? And what would it look like to cast them upon the one who cares for you? And so as we go into another time of Reflection. I'm just going to ask you to just to kind of do the same thing, just to sit comfortably, continue to take deep breaths, and maybe ponder these questions. Like, where have you felt the most pain this year? Where have you felt disconnected from God this year? When was a time that as you look back, the pain was just so unbearable. And what would it look to, like to just simply remember that? And again, this isn't just to relive the pain, but it's to bring them to the surface so that we can cast those cares upon him. And so as we do this, I want to invite you, for those of you who would like to, sometimes I'll do this just in the privacy of my own uh, time with Jesus is, is I just hold my hands like this. And I just think about like that young child who comes to dad with his broken toy. Right? The young child doesn't need to say anything. The young child doesn't need to like try to convince dad to fix it. The young child simply just needs to bring the broken toy and hold it up before 
And so if this helps you as you recall those things, again, no judgment, no trying to fix them or resolve them now, but allow those things to come to mind and perhaps just hold them. Just hold them before our good Father.
Well, this final session uh, is called Abiding, where we look forward into the new year and what our lives could look like um, as we practice our faith this year. Question for you, how do you feel? Like, has it been a good feeling to kind of shift down a little bit and to sort out the good things, the hard things, and allow yourself the space with God to kind of put things where they need to be? Um, to reset. It reminds me a little bit of when my kids were little and uh, every day we had kind of the same ritual where the day started out and our living room was pretty open and clear. And as the day went on, toys came out of the bedrooms and, you know, a couple princesses, a couple transformers, the box of Legos, right? And it just kind of loads up the living room. But at the end of every day, we had a family discipline that we would put everything back where it goes. And how great that was at the end of the day to pick up all the toys, put them away, and to not have that fear of that neutral tone Lego that you missed and you find with your bare foot, right? But that you could actually walk across the living room uh, free and, and kind of liberated just to face it again tomorrow. But that, that the lightness of that, what would it look like for you to live like this in some capacity in the new year? For you to live with a lightness and an awareness of what's going on and allowing God's space to speak into your reality and give you wisdom and guidance. Well, the truth is everything that we plan for you today that you experienced um, was built around something called the prayer of examine. Now, the prayer of examine, and that is spelled correctly, thank you very much, um, but it, it uh, flows from a, a beautiful type of prayer or meditation from the 16th century by a guy named St. Ignatius. And uh, what it is is just the, the simple discipline of finding a quiet place and allowing God to recount the good, recount the complicated parts, and to kind of help you settle things there. And the beauty of it is you can do the prayer of examine anywhere. You can do it in your office. You can do it in your driveway when you turn the car off before you switch gears to be with your loved ones. You can do it on a walk. You can do it in bed before you go to sleep. The location doesn't matter. The posture of the heart and the intent is what makes the prayer of examine such a beautiful and powerful way of connecting to God. I mean, just imagine daily or a couple times a week, just calming yourself down, embracing some solitude and asking these questions. God, give me eyes to see the good in what happened today. Give me eyes to see so that I can express gratitude to you for those things. Or this, Jesus, can, can we revisit the complicated, hard parts of the day? Maybe a bad conversation, maybe some hurt feelings, and to invite Jesus in and ask him, can you show me what's mine to own? Maybe what piece of that I need to address in order to spin it toward a healthier place? Or where do I need to forgive and love people in their brokenness? Or where do I need your healing, God, and experience you loving me in my brokenness?
brokenness. I mean, the prayer of examine will transform our lives, not because of the prayer, but because of the connection to the God that it allows us to experience. And for some of us, uh, this might seem like completely from left field because your faith experience is stuff like this, right? We, we come to church services and we're pretty punctual and all this stuff. But at the core of Christian faith is a relationship with God. That's why he created us. That's what his goal is in everything that we experience. The first human beings, Adam and Eve, experience this, this, this reality. Matter of fact, it tells us in Genesis 3 that God went out to walk with them in the cool of the afternoon. I love that picture. The best part of the day, the sun is moving toward completion, and God just says, I just want to walk with you guys. Unpack the day together. Jesus reiterated this invitation in John 15 where he says this. He says, abide in me and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit by itself unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. Whoever abides in me and I in him, he it is that bears much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. So that's our invitation to you. Beyond this experience today, which I hope has been refreshing, what would your life look like in 2024 if you carved off some time, whatever works for your season of life and schedule, you carved off time to go for a walk with God and have this kind of a conversation, to pour a glass of wine and just sit there and allow God the freedom to speak into your human experience and to give you perspective on how to navigate things with God, um, not just trying to figure it out and not embarrass him in the course of the unfolding days. And that's what we long for for you. That is the Christian experience that God wants us to have, and we want nothing less for any of us. Now, for some of you, this might seem really bizarre and complete from left field. And we'd encourage you, uh, you're in a fantastic place. And the new year is a great place to maybe explore who Jesus is. Maybe you're hearing an invitation to something that is beyond religion, um, but it sounds squishy. And we'd encourage you. Uh, it kind of is, but it's beautiful. It's a relationship with God. It should be complex, Right? and yet the most human thing we do. So we'd encourage you to explore Jesus if you don't know him right now. And we would love to help you in that process. Not drive, but be there as a friend. And the way that we, would, we can do that, we can join up, is you can shoot us a text. You can text the keyword Jesus to 720-513-1933. And we'll respond, meet you where you're at, give you a resource or any way that we can help you, but we'll just walk with you and help you explore Jesus in your own way. Well, we're going to continue by singing of the goodness of God together in just a moment. But as we move in that direction, we're going to take communion together because communion is the central uh, activity of the Christian faith. 
See, last week we celebrated multiple services, the incarnation, when Jesus took on flesh and dwelt amongst us, that incredible reality. But the reality is Jesus went on to live 33 years. He lived a perfect life. He taught us some amazing truths about how to live life with God and to love people well. But ultimately, Jesus came to die. That he came to get upon a cross, have his body just destroyed, his blood spilled to pay for our rebellion against God and to reconnect us into the relationship we were created to experience. So that's why weekly we celebrate this because we're nothing without that finished work of Jesus. So we take the cracker and we eat this in celebration of the broken body of Jesus that set us free. And the juice symbolizes the blood shed by Jesus for us. And we drink this in celebration of that victory. In a moment, we're gonna stand together and sing, but maybe you're carrying a burden or maybe we stirred something up today that you just need to unpack. Anytime during our singing, you can go to the back corner of the room. You can reach out to us online in the chat and we would love to meet you where you are. No judgment, no shame, just safe people there to love you. But we'd love to pray for you. Maybe speak a blessing over you in this season where you need it. Let's stand together as we continue to sing and celebrate of the goodness of God. Oh, how we love 
Almost New Year, friends. We hope that you found some refreshment and rest in the Lord today. And you know, we built this experience this morning to be replicable in your own life. And so on your seat or near to your seat, you'll see a resource. It's essentially a journey through the prayer of examine as we rest and as we remember and as we surrender and as we abide. And so we encourage you to take it with you and put it somewhere that will remind you to explore this rhythm. Invite God into that space. He will meet you there. And our prayer is that you receive and are filled with a sustaining rest as you practice this rhythm throughout the rest of this year. Now, one of the things that we really value here at Crossroads is community. Uh, we want to help you feel a sense of belonging and help you feel, find your people. And not just for friendship, but friendships that actually help you encourage your path towards God, towards Jesus in a more profound way. And so we do that here in a lot of different ways. If you're brand new with us, we've made that really, really comfortable. And you can simply text the word new to the number on the screen, 720-513-1933. Somebody's on the other end of that line, and they'll get you connected. If you've been here with us for a minute or maybe a couple minutes, um, we invite you to attend a gathering we call Next at Crossroads. It's a monthly opportunity where we share some food together. We share a little bit about who we are, our vision and our passion and how you can get connected, and we hear more about you. If you haven't had a chance to come, we would love to have you. Our next gathering lunch will be on Sunday, January 12th, um, and you can simply register for that by texting as well. You can text the word NEXT. And finally, if you've been here for a season and you consider this your spiritual home, we invite you into participation through generosity. What your generosity crossroads enables us to do all these things you see on a Sunday morning, but also all the things that we get to do together in our community, sharing and propelling the gospel outwards. And so if you feel convicted to give, you can do that by giving in the back kiosks in the back of the room, or you can download our app or our website. Now, we're going to end today in a little bit of a different way. We have another celebration to invite you into. So take a seat. Um, we're going to watch a video from Pastor Matt and Pastor Alex, and then we will celebrate afterwards. Hello, Crossroads. It's Pastor Matt, and I am here in Fort Lupton with Pastor Alex, and today is a special day. 
Twelve years ago, uh, we merged together Fort Lupton and Crossroads, and Fort Lupton became a campus. And through those last 12 years, we've seen God do some remarkable work of restoring, uh, bringing health and really life to Fort Lupton. So much so that in the last couple of years, under Pastor Alex's leadership, by the way, he is a guy who not only grew up in our youth group, but is also our first resident at Crossroads Church. And uh, through his leadership here, uh, this church has really thrived to the point where we looked a couple of years ago at saying, uh, what would it look like for us to launch them as their own church? And so today is that day. It's a day of celebration and really commissioning. Yeah, awesome, Matt. Uh, this last year really has been exciting as we've learned how to stand on our feet as First Street Church. Like Matt said, we've been a campus for a long time, but um, over this year, the community here, we've probably doubled in size since we came out of COVID um, and have just rallied around our new mission to worship Jesus and bring hope to our community. Um, so we're looking forward to the future to just figure out how we do that here in Fort Lupton to the, the people that we want to care for and that God uh, brings to us. So one of the things that we want to do as a church today as we launch them is actually to pray for them. And so if you're there and you're comfortable, I'm going to ask you to go ahead and to bow your heads as we pray together. Father, I'm so grateful uh, for this church and for the opportunity over the last 12 years to share in ministry together. And Lord, there is quite a bit of excitement today as First Street launches on its own. And Lord, as it steps out on its own, once again, Lord, I pray that uh, it would be a light in this community. Lord, that it would be a place where God's glory is shown, as where the hurting can come and receive help for those who follow you uh, can come and worship you, and for those who are far away from you, Lord, that they come to see you and to know you. Lord, we pray over uh, this congregation, and specifically Alex, as he leads them. Lord, that we pray that you would uh, move uh, in such a way, uh, Lord, that you would be seen in the city of Fort Lupton. We thank you for what you do. We thank you for the way that you love us. It's in Jesus' name that I pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Crossroads. You guys, this is so exciting. It's been a three-year work in progress, and it's so incredible to see the life that's happening there. Um, and I just thank you. I thank you for all of your prayers, for those of you who have helped us launch this. Um, it's just been an incredible thing to see God moving in that way. So now as you leave, I would love to speak a blessing over you. I would love to speak Jesus's words over you. And so if you would, just raise your hands as I share his words with you. This is from the book of Matthew. Jesus says this, Come to me, all who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest in your souls, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Receive that promise from the Lord, friends. Enjoy. Have a great Sunday, and we'll see you next week. Take care.